Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear. Kiki and the robot and the bear. Wait, I like the beatbox though. Okay, we're live. We're live. Thank you. How's it going, Luke? Um, I'm good. I'm good. We got a special kind of episode today. Yeah, special guest uh, episode number 23, Robot and the Bear podcast. Yep, with So Theo Ellsworth. Hello. Theo Ellsworth. <laughs> you guys say my name so nicely. Yeah. It makes me feel good. Well, You've been knighted. Yes. Yes. We dubbed the Theo Ellsworth of Sawtell. <laughs> <laughs> Which, unfortunately, is blacked out right now. Yeah. Uh, power's out on Sawtell, so uh, that block is done today. Um, Friday night, bad for business for the restaurants out there. Really bad, actually, for them because that's a big night of sales. Yeah, well, you know what's what's not a big night on Sautel? What's not a big night? Yeah, like every freaking night is like a big night over there. I guess, but Friday night's the biggest night there for sure. So you're they're losing out on like the one big, the biggest one. Friday night, no lights, no lights. So, um, but we, today we have, we got like we're saying we have a special guest. Yep, we have Theo Ellsworth. He's got a show opening up. Yep, at, at GR two. Yep. It's called uh, Comfort Creature Feature. Oh. Always with the fancy names. Can you tell me about the names of your show, actually? Because each one of them has always had a, a snappy name. Uh, have they? Wow. Yes. Um, <laughs> this one? Uh, Volume? I don't know where it came from. Usually, uh, after I've finished all the pieces, I just kind of sit and stare at it all on the wall of my studio. And I think, what is this? Um, and for some reason, that is the title that came to me. Partly because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of comfortable creatures, like a lot of uh, animal hybrid people in pajamas or lounging in various positions or generally having a good time. Uh, that just seemed to be the title. Cool. So it's a, the title comes to you after you've created the work. Yeah, usually. Mm. Yeah, once the um, there's a one wall in my studio that I keep blank. And I try to fill the whole thing to, um, if I, if I fill that whole wall, I know that it'll fit pretty nicely in my <laughs> robot. And, uh, and then I can kind of like keep an eye on it all and see it in one big gaze. Um, mm. so yeah, I just kind of sat and looked at it and those well, were the words that came into my head. So I was like, that's the title. So, well, for those of you guys who may not be familiar with Mr. Ellsworth's, uh, work, you know. Uh-oh, I seem to have misspelled your name on... There's a lot of underlines and stuff in his name. <laughs> there's, well, there's, there's, yeah, there's a little lower dash between my first and last name. Yeah, it's really it's really complicated, but uh, yeah, Theo's work is... Uh, how do I explain it? It's it's actually pen and ink on paper on wood cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I cut out the wood shapes in my garage. Uh, okay, there's an underscore after Ellsworth. I just realized yes. I have to go in there and like tweak the, the social meds right now. So you're in there, but um, you know, like it's it's, I'm 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 admittedly kind of curious about your process because, like, it's your work is intense. Like you know, visually, like the, the all the line work and everything is just like, like it's like. That's the that's the sound it makes in your head when in you my look head. at it. Yeah. yeah, but like a little bit more <laughs> interesting than like it's more like. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear that sound sometimes <laughs> when I'm working. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like, do you usually just kind of start off like? Well, I'm curious how you start with your how you how you develop like a majority of your pieces. Um, I mean, I when I first started really getting into drawing, it was it was all about automatic drawing, like sitting with a pen and letting my hand go. Um, I, I really find like patterns and textures relaxing. Um, mm. When I first started drawing, I started doing a lot of just like geometrical kinds of shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in like patterns in nature, you know, like turtle shells and pine cones and stuff like that. Just the way like uh, um, geometrical patterns can form naturally. Mm. Um, I, I kind of treat uh, my art that way mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, uh, but I'm also really interested in you know like people and animals and trying to express feelings, and so those kind of like merged into um, you know like patterns on clothing and kind of animal hybrid people and 
mutants and stuff like that. Do you have like an overarching kind of narrative that you like to explore? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like it. Um, it all kind of lives in the same world. Um, I feel like there. Um, I also write and draw comics, so mm. I, I feel like um, there's stories inside of all of my pieces, even if there's. It's not a narrative that I'm telling anyone. I feel like while I'm making the piece, all the characters seem alive to me and seem to have like a backstory to them I, I hear a lot of people they keep every show where the wild things are right yeah um, that, that kind of drives me mad but I, <laughs> I mean I, I do love Maurice Sendak and I I was read that book as a child but yeah but I, I mean I can see the connection to sort of the like uh, sort of hyperactive monsters with lots of detail like feathers sort of that's kind of like what i always think of right Mm -hmm. lots of feathers and scales i suppose yeah but that's where the isn't that where the similarity ends yeah (laughs) it it seems like it to me but i don't know i I think that's just the nearest connection people can make but uh but all the all the monsters and where the wild things are are naked and most of mine are wearing various pattern clothing I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm I'm looking at like uh, a piece right now. It's kind of a a cat dude driving a cat car, and so I'm wondering, like, when you drew this out, did you actually like maybe even have like a lot more going on behind there, and then suddenly like realize like you know all this other like you know the road and the, the the background stuff <laughs> elements are just kind of distracting from the cat dude driving the cat car. So I'm going to cut it out physically because it's literally physically cut out of, you know, the wood that it's backed on. Like, you know, I've seen like I remember from previous shows of yours, you know, you'd have rectangular pieces that like are all like, say, you know, full you know, environments and characters. And then you'll have some that are just like character studies and mm-hmm. they're like, you know, you know, cut out and, you know, yeah, cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, uh, um, but like, I guess what I'm asking is, is, did these start off as like full rectangular pieces? And then you kind of like, eh, you know, eh. Uh, they, well, uh, definitely doing the, doing the cutouts sort of helps me kind of rein it in. If I have a big piece of paper, I just, I can't help but just fill everything. Wow. But uh, I, I started doing the cutouts initially because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a drawer and would always be drawing on paper, but then I'd have to frame stuff. And I got sick of framing things and glass and how hard it is to, like, ship that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of arrived at um, doing the wood cutouts because uh, it allowed me to make a drawing into more of a solid object. Mm. Um, and they're also easy to ship and a lot. I don't know. They're really fun to work with. Um, like I'll just get like a big piece of like hardwood plywood and cut and just like draw a bunch of shapes that feel like they'll be fun to work oh, with. So maybe um, you even start with the shape before yeah. you. Yeah, I'll cut out the shapes and I sometimes I'll have a vague idea. Like I knew, well, that was for a, a cats and dogs themed show, that particular piece. So mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be a cat driving some kind of vehicle, but I didn't really know what the details were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll cut out shapes that seem like they'll be fun to draw on, and then, uh, and then I just have stacks of them in my studio, and I'll just sit down and start drawing on them and see what comes out. So he puts, yeah. you cut out the shape, you then put paper on it. Yeah, I glue down yeah. a Bristol board and, mm-hmm. and press them under bricks, and, yeah. and then I take an X-Acto and kind of shave it so it all fits perfectly. And then and you draw almost improvising mm-hmm. right onto it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I'm like, that's a head. But then the head is actually not the head of a creature. It becomes like two different faces on one. You know, it looks like it's going to be one person. And somehow you put like two people on one or two creatures on one. It's really odd. Yeah, I've gotten really into yeah. doing like these multi-dimensional characters. Or, yeah. like they're, they're, or, or like there'll be an opening with sort of like a portal. And then the bigger character is actually made up of all these other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asks them online. uh Question to Theo. Question to Theo. Theo. Uh, Theo. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> there is a question. Um, so Jun Watanabe, who um, is bending the knee, 
uh, asks, uh, does the light bulb on the middle of one of the pictures, I don't know what that means, but one of the pictures represents the pine needle gland. Oh, the pine, pine needle gland? That's what he wrote. Pine needle? I think it's pine needle. Oh, that, that, could, that could very well be. But is it supposed yeah. to? Um, I mean, I don't know. I like the pine needle gland. Sounds yeah. kind of cooler. <laughs> I would like to activate that that gland. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. I don't. You know which drawing he's talking about? Um, I I definitely do um, a lot of like sim- or geometric shapes or sometimes light bulbs in in like people's foreheads and yeah. I mean, I don't always have a direct like specific symbology as in like this means this but it's it's usually just kind of a a feeling you know but yeah it kind of the, the light bulb usually represents like uh you know like mental activity or like uh you know like things connecting and mm-hmm. functioning i noticed in this show and i think i mentioned it a few times today that uh your your details to me have gotten better i, I guess i would say um more, I don't know, maybe like the spacing in between all the textures you do are like actually more clearer and maybe more defined than before. Huh. And I'm not sure if I'm just making that up, but it feels like it is from what I remember from the last show you did. Mm-hmm. It just seems like everything's got like, I don't know, more equal spacing. You know, huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it felt like there was something different about this show or I felt like uh, all the pieces kind of flowed together really well or it was really fluent while I was making it all and I yeah I, I don't know what it was but it, it felt good <laughs> by the way the pineal gland is a small endocrine gland in the brain of most vertebrates the pineal gland produces melatonin a serotonin derived hormone that modu- uh, modulates sleep nice so I'll, I'll just I'll just say that yes <laughs> the light bulb represented the pineal gland. <laughs> but I didn't know until your listener told me. <laughs> yeah, but I like I like the fact that you wrote pine needle gland. That's funny. Well, you know, yeah. spell check. That's is, true. That's is, true. Is That's a true. Pain. Is, it is a yeah. pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, wait, he wrote dough. It's pineal himself. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he thought it was the pine needle gland the whole yeah. time. Well, you know, yeah. it, it does sound good. It does sound good. So yeah. you... What, what? Tell me about your your art background. Um, I didn't. Uh, well, I guess I'm I'm self taught. I didn't didn't go to school or anything for it. Um, nice. I just uh, yeah. Ever ever since high school, I've just been an avid drawer. That's when it kind of like clicked in my head as like this thing that sort of um, uh, helped me think. I guess mm. like I, I feel like I was kind of had a hyperactive imagination or just kind of a this restlessness in my head mm-hmm. and sit, just sitting and drawing sort of smooths everything out or something or mm. puts me in a state where I feel like I can think more clearly or just kind of exist in my own terms. Um, so I've just, I've just always been filling notebooks and drawing and trying to tell stories and make comics. And um, how, how often do you produ- uh, publish a comic? Um, it's lately I've been doing like shorter pieces for anthologies, um, mm. but I also make zines and, uh, have a few, a, a few books that have been published. But, uh, I, after this show, I'm actually gearing up to work on a few longer comics. Are your comics, yeah. uh, exactly like the kind of artwork you produced for this show? Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've picked up a zine of yours before. I'm yeah. at but the, Robot. the comics, gosh, I don't have any. They're, the, they're um, hardcover, like hardcover, big, you know, big format. Um, but yeah, no, the drawings totally are. They look like the Theo art. Mm. I don't know. Are they? They're, but they're they're a bit simpler than than the current art pieces. I would say. Yeah, could yeah, be. But, yeah, but those are also older. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. And, and you live in Montana. I do. How long have you been out there for? Um, well, I uh, I grew up there, um, but we I I moved back there with my wife and kids uh, mm. like six years ago now. So mm. I've been I've been back there for six years. 
But I have noticed you've kind of like melded into whatever art scene there is there. You know, like at first I was like, what are you doing there, man? And then, I, <laughs> you know, it's like maybe it's a beautiful place, but I'm like, what, how does art even work there? But then uh, somehow I've noticed from seeing all your works that it seems like you're always busy doing stuff in Montana. Yeah. I mean, it's it, uh, I live in Missoula, which is a, a college town, which is just big enough to have like some really good bookstores, a really great art museum. Uh, and then there's a, a gallery called Radius Gallery that I, I do stuff with. Mm. Um, yeah, and I had a, a show at the art museum a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. Um, and they actually let me draw on their walls, which was really exciting. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's there's a lot of good things going on there. Um, my studio's in this really great uh, historic building downtown that's been uh, art studios since the late 60s, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good place. Well, so, yeah. Eric, how did you uh, find uh, Theo? I actually don't remember anymore. I feel like it had something to do with a show that we had in our GR New York location. Yeah, that's the first. I was in a group show there of like, I think it was just like five artists. Uh, that was the first time I ever showed with Giant Robot. But I feel like you were also, did you live on the East Coast? No. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I totally can't remember. For some reason, I <laughs> felt like you were you were at, uh, you were from the East Coast at, at some point, but you were in Portland at that mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. 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 So you, you, have you ever lived down here in California? Um, I was actually born in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So I, I lived here for six years, but it was my first six years. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Philadelphia, but I left Philadelphia after three months, so I know nothing of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, can you talk? Tell us just a little more about um. I mean, what's art like in Montana? You know, like what kind of work are people pr- uh, making out there, and is there? Anything that's regional about it? Um, I mean, there's there's some pretty amazing artists living in in Missoula, um, and the um, the gallery Radius Gallery does, is doing a lot of great community stuff, like getting a lot more uh, like getting money for people to do murals and getting uh, just more art around town, which is really amazing. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's. I have. Uh, you know, like four or five friends that we get together and and have drawing nights and stuff like that. Um, there's a few really great illustrators in town. Um, but yeah, it's not it, it's not quite as uh, insanely active. Like when I when I lived in Portland, it was like I was suddenly surrounded by cartoonists and artists and people doing all this stuff. Um, so it was uh, I definitely missed that connection, but. Uh, it's been a it's been a nice surprise to realize there's a lot going on in Missoula. Cool. But I would have never thought, and I don't think I've ever met an artist from Montana at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I imagine <laughs> that every like most, if not all, communities have their own kind of art communities. But to find one where, you know, that, you know, you you feel like you have like genuine colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you know is always kind of great to hear you know i mean you know i think that like you know there's a lot of you know i think i think you know there's a lot of kind of crafty kind of stuff happening out there but like to like you know but people who maybe take their own art very seriously and are constantly trying to evolve it and grow it and you know um and surround themselves with you know colleagues and like-minded people you know, I, I would imagine that, like, you know, um, I'm sure they're, they're, they, they're, they're there, but they're also probably few and far between at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, it's always good to hear that, like, you know, like when other artists find, you know, people around that, like, you know, help them, you know, that, you know, help them feel like they're part of a community. Yeah. You know, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I'm sure. No. I don't know. It's not, I mean, like, without <laughs> the crazy, like, you know you know, hustle and bustle of like, like you were saying in Portland, which I can totally imagine, or like I imagine Seattle, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, like all these major metropolitan cities have like, you know, kind of a very different mentality when it comes to, you know, probably just a 
also there's an element of an evil hustle going on. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that happens there, too. But yeah. uh, be aware of the evil hustle. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the name of your next art show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that evil hustle. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, oh, how, wait. For, before you get into that, Jun Watanabe, the enrolled agent, says uh, the pineal gland also produces DMT, and that's the chemical where you see visions of heaven when you're on your deathbed. Oh, man. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I've heard something yeah. about DMT. Yeah. But. So, yeah. Mm. What if you don't believe in heaven, June? Anyway, okay. Uh, so, okay, you know, you know uh, June brings up some uh, uh, an interesting thing, and I think it's probably my um, initial impression of your work was – probably a little similar is that like man you must like do a lot of drugs <laughs> like psychedelics or something like that you know art is my drugs uh, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of a psychedelic thing a lot of people like there's yeah. a lot of characters with really big eyes <laughs> you know, like, yeah, a lot of patterns and stuff yeah. like that that i think you know um or it could be trippy, I guess you could say, or, uh, you know. Um, well, it's been, it's been a long time since I've done any kind of psychedelics, stuff. but mm-hmm. probably should do some soon. Go look at <laughs> look at all my art and see if it makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, all art usually makes more sense when you got a head full of psychedelics, unfortunately, okay. because your brain is making connections to things that you normally would never associate with. Yeah, and, sure. You know, yeah. which helps you know, kind of like, like oh, it's all the part of this bigger fucking picture and whatever. But uh-huh. and then you like sober up and you're like, oh, what the fuck was I thinking? That was <laughs> fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> At least that's how I am, you know. <laughs> but oh, tell us about the ramen place. There's a new. There's a ramen place in Missoula. What? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I've only eaten there once, and it was good. <laughs> I don't know why I have to bring that up, but. <laughs> What's it called? I can't remember. Now. Oh, it's yeah. not like Missoula Ramen? I hope not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but is it good? Yeah, yeah. And I liked it. But cool. What did you have? But, um, I had ramen. I, know. I, don't, I don't remember the, I'm wondering remember the dish. Was there a, you know, was, it wasn't. Was, as a, was, um, was the soup clear or, or was it dark brown? It was, it was, it was pretty dark. Or was it pork-based, so it was kind of whitish? It, it was pretty opaque. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to guess what kind of ramen yeah. they make. Yeah. Is it Michi Ramen Bar? That that could be it. <laughs> we just looked yeah. you up. <laughs> I, I, I just I just looked it up because I was yeah. curious. Um, it is five, it's four and a half stars on the Yelpster. Wow. Yep. How many how many uh, ratings? Uh, Forty nine. Oh, well, that looks looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful space too. They did cool. it really. It's in, in the basement yeah. space downtown. It's really so you're saying there's there. Asian people in Montana? There are. There's yeah. There's we've like 42. <laughs> Some <of them>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Three are working there. Yeah, there's there's not enough, but there's some. Cool. Um, so tell us about the, or tell us about the record label. I, I know you're still doing art for them, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I, like as I say that, I'm hoping you're not, you don't say, "Hey, that ended." But uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us about that because, um, as far as I know, there's a record label in Germany, uh, right? London. Oh, London. Yeah. Okay. And you do every record cover for them, mm-hmm. like no matter what music, no matter what band, no matter what group. Yeah, it's your art yeah. on the cover. Yeah, so, no, meaning everything looks consistent. That's yeah, they're they're uh, they're called Astral Industries. Uh, it's all um, ambient uh, electronic music, mostly European, um, and some of it's uh, like reissues of really obscure, like older stuff from from like the eighties. And, and you'll recreate 90s. their the artwork from the reissued stuff, or will they hold on to the original artwork if it's a if there was an original artwork before? Um, I just I just completely reinvent it usually yeah <laughs> nice nice and some of it's stuff that you know was only like on cassette tape from back then mm. like there's one uh one group called the chi factory um the um the owner of the label ario that just discovered this uh cassette of their music in like a dollar bin in in the back of some old record shop and 
uh, got obsessed with it and actually found them. And uh, they they had recorded they hadn't recorded music since the early '80s. And uh, when he found them, they got re-inspired and started re re-recording music and stuff. Oh, that's um, cool. And I so I did all the art for the their older music that they reissued, uh, and then their new album of stuff. That's it, crazy. Amazing. What's the label called again? Uh, Astral Industries. Astral Industries. So how, how yeah. do they find you? I mean, they could have picked any artist. I don't. I'm wondering what. Yeah, I'm not. I'm that's not exactly good. sure how <laughs> he found me. I think it. Well, I I um, I did an album cover for Flying Lotus. Yeah. Um, back in 2010. That was a big and, deal. Uh, Seems like a lot of people have walked in and they say, "Oh, this looks like Flying Lotus art." I've heard yeah, that. Yeah. Like many times, actually. Yeah, it was it yeah. was pretty amazing to get to do that. Um, and there, well, um, Warp Records that released that is based out of London. Okay. And I, so I'm guessing that's how he found my art. But he, he just contacted me out of the blue and told me he was starting this record label um, and asked me if I would be the house artist. Wow. Um, and originally he, he had started another label called Space Cadets. Um, and that was, uh, that was like eight releases that I did for that. And wow. Like, and then he kind of changed his focus and started astral industries which was kind of more of a ambient kind of vibe so how many um, how many home covers did you do like it i i've Luke's done, scrolling through i think i see like 15 or I've something i've done 16 covers 16. now mm-hmm. um when i get home from la i'm going to be drawing the 17th wow album. wow yeah. and there's no end in sight like they're just not like hey at 20 we're gonna go with cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like whatever i mean is there yeah, no end in sight um i'm just pretty much gonna keep keep at it for as, as long <laughs> that's as pretty goes. wild uh, you know i like that kind of con- like actually speaking of warp records um like warp records used to work with um the, this uh design group called the designers republic and they did like a ton of their 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 stuff and you know i which made me i was a huge like idm ambient music you know uh-huh. like glitch electronics kind of guy um in the 90s and so uh, uh, you definitely pricked my ears when you mentioned Warp Records. Uh-huh. You know, uh, did you listen to any of that stuff like back then, back in the day? Um, yeah, no, I I think they're awesome, and they when it, it was a great job getting to do some work for them, mm-hmm. and they sent me all these albums in the mail, which was really really great to. Wait, what what to did Warp Records do? Because I I believe they advertised in Giant Robot before. Um, they, I remember it, but they did like like stuff like Apex Twin released Apex Twin Records and Autaka Records and sure. then some of like like the trip hop kind of stuff like Nightmares on Wax and then they started kind of like around the year two thousand I think they kind of started moving toward like indie rockish kind of stuff like I think that's what I remember yeah they did like that one band that had three exclamation points um, I think I can't I remember what they're called too yeah. I know what you're talking about though yeah, yeah. I remember and. That was when I kind of like you know moved to Los Angeles and lost touch with music because it's kind of what happens when you move to LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part was I also think that uh, stuff like 4AD has a, a definite look and feel to every record. Well, maybe it changed a bit, but for a long time, yeah, it was all done by uh, whatever his name was. Uh, envelope twenty three. Twenty three envelope. Uh, 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 what's his name? I forgot his name. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was one of my favorite. Vaughn Oliver. Vaughn Oliver. Yeah, yeah, I was a big fan. But you know, I think there's nothing. I, at first, I was like, "That's really odd." But then I realized that uh, what you're doing is um, it's been done, but maybe not with. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe not a visual artist. Usually, it's graphic designer, designers. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Factory mm-hmm. Records had yeah. um, that one face. guy, famous guy. Yeah, super I famous. forgot his name. <laughs> I can't remember his name off the top of my head. You that know, one famous but, guy. Yeah, that you famous know, guy. That one <laughs> famous guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and. Yeah, he w- his his design work was always like really like amazing yeah. too. So you know, yeah. I think that um, would you be up for that, Luke? If a record company said, "Hey, it's small record label, but we want you to do every album cover," you know, one how many three a year do you do? Maybe or two or three a year? Um, the the pace has kind of picked up oh. lately <laughs> a little bit. So. <laughs> but yeah, at first it was it was more like that, um, uh-huh. and, and lately he's been throwing albums at me a bit faster and it's been like whoa because they, they take a while because wow. I, I draw um cause they they only release vinyl mm. um so and i draw everything actual size so i can really 
Wow. See what it looks like. So the one I'm doing when I get home is like is going to be like a gatefold kind of thing. Oh, so, so it's double the size. Double the size. Like, and do you like have a photographer that you that in in Montana or in your city that like photographs your work for you, or like are you like flatbedding um, it? Or um, I uh, I kind of the um, there's there's this a good coffee shop in town that I I go to, and uh, my friend who works there, I've kind of um, roped him into doing the production for them. <laughs> <laughs> so he he actually like. Uh, you know the the record label actually pays him to to do the layout stuff. Mm. So I, I when I finish uh, a piece, I, I just drive across town and bring him the originals, and mm. then he scans it and, and puts it in the right format and stuff. Oh, that's wait, good. Wait, how long does it take you to drive across town? Because that to me sounds like a disaster here that's in LA. Like, it takes five minutes. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drive across town is like. Uh, you know, yeah. at the wrong time, it could be an hour and a half or two hours, hour and a half maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Here in LA, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going across town. Yeah, to to me there, it's like, oh, I have to get all the way over there. Like, it's going to take fifteen minutes out of my my day. Oh, that's there and back, and having a cup of coffee. Oh, oh. how do you do it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I literally just drove across town for this, and that was. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was happy because it was only like forty minutes. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, the the distance you guys probably drive in a day. Like, if you were in Missoula, you'd be, like, up on top of a mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So somebody asks online, Made in China 9, my new favorite person. I don't know. That's a great name. But asks, uh, uh, do you have a favorite uh, piece that speaks to you the most in your latest collection? Um, Oh, man. It's hard to name a specific one, really. Um. I, I was really happy with the um it's like the second piece hanging in the show it's like it's the um the title this, one this, it's I'm like a, it's a monster in a in this crazy bath with like a waterfall because um, that that one was kind of a surprise i guess i didn't know what it was going to be and it turned into this crazy monster bathhouse scene wow um i don't know all right made in china nine I'm, monster I'm bathhouse fond, scene i'm fond of that one <laughs> go get it Go pick it up. <laughs> yeah, go pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the uh, little more about? I guess last year you got to you got to participate in that documentary. You're wearing the the sweatshirt right now. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the Big the Sky Documentary Festival, which I've actually heard of because it's a reputable, uh, real film festival. Like it's an important uh-huh. documentary film festival in America. And uh, Theo drew a buffalo. Yeah. Well I, well, I drew a whole poster, and that's something they just pulled from the oh, image okay. to. Um, to make into a sweatshirt but that was one of their requests because the buffalo is kind of their symbol so they were they asked if there could be a buffalo somewhere in the poster so they um, just kind of wanted artists like do they have a different artist every year type of thing yeah be, oh, okay yeah i know i wish i could do it every year because it, really, <laughs> it was a really fun job <laughs> you and it was nice getting the all access pass to this really amazing they should give that to you they, they should give that to you anyway <laughs> no i guess not yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe I'll, it might not hurt to ask. Yeah, no. If you ask, you probably get it. Just ask. But anyways, oh, can you tell us about like any other illustration jobs you get? Because it seems like you're always drawing and getting doing stuff. Yeah, I've, I I do all kinds of crazy ones. Uh, yeah, the documentary film festival is definitely one of the funnest. Um, uh, recently, I did kind of a really weird one for um, a, a friend of mine. Um, this part he he organizes a um it's like a conference about like higher learning it's called uh oh man it's called the immersive learning research network whoa that sounds like a michelle gondry like something weird happening there. yeah i <laughs> yeah. don't know it's it's, it's great like <laughs> that's weird that guy's like this crazy genius and i don't even understand completely what they're doing but it was this big conference that took place in london um and he asked me if i would do a series of illustrations uh, based on like the different tracks that they were talking about at this conference. So I, I sort of treated it like I was making some kind of pamphlet for like this utopian future or something, <laughs> and just drew all this weird, weird layered like symbology and handed it off to him. <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, um, yeah, that was a, that was a really interesting one." What was it called again? The Immersive Learning Research Network. Wow. Yeah. 
Sounds like a religion. Took, took, play, it took place in London last <laughs> last month, and I can't even imagine what they even like got together and talked about. Wow. And the all the names of like the different uh, tracks were like really long and intense, and almost always had the word immersive in it somewhere. You mm. know, like yeah. Well, that's a weird one. So I did that. That's a good gig. It was fun. That's a good. <laughs> I dig it. Sounds cool. Uh, um, let me think. What? I mean, there's a there's a, there, there's a lot I can ask, but I'm not really sure where where to even <laughs> to, to start. You know, I mean, well, okay. Like, I, I want to go back to to your process. Like how you? Uh, I mean, obviously you you ink everything you start with the line mm-hmm. right yeah um how do you what 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 kind of tools are you using to do your coloring oh, and stuff like that? this is cool for um, it mo- uh lately I've, I've mostly been using uh those, like copic uh brush tip okay. markers that you can fill with ink mm. like, right, like, like the empties and then you like pour like um it's pretty much like look like yeah like uh, colored. Well, colored okay. Ink. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you, I know you could be able to buy the cartridges of the the ink if you want to refill your. Yeah, uh, well, your it's like whole bo- like bottles of ink, and then you mm-hmm. take the pen apart and fill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, but before that, um, and I I use a lot of like colored pencil too. Okay. Um, sometimes watercolor, but not too often. But yeah, mostly, mostly brush tip pens and. Uh, uh, colored pencil. But what about that black pen? Is it still the same? Oh, the the rapidograph. Oh, he still yeah. uses the rapidograph. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I that's what I use for all my all my line work. That's wild. Yeah. Does, I don't know if a lot of people even know what a rapidograph pen is anymore. Yeah, it's it, a it's a yeah technical pen that you fill with India ink. Yeah, basically yeah. it's like a micron that you would refill, I guess, right? But mm-hmm. it's got a metal metal nib, I guess you would say, and. Um, what, what, what yeah. are you using like a point five or? A um, I don't even remember now yeah. what the number is. So, lo- so lo- my my pen yeah. is so old; it's like worn. Like there's no writing on it anymore, it's, and it's all cracked. Do they even, they barely make those anymore? Is my guess They're, right? Yeah. When I when I break a nib, it's it's horrible because you have to yeah. really hunt it down. So long ago, before <laughs> uh, all these instant great pens that you can buy for that are disposable, uh, the rapidograph was the thing to get. Right. Yeah, I actually used to yeah. own a yeah. rapidograph. I, I, I think. Did I give you my? Ago. Did I give yeah, you? Yeah, you, you gave me some old ones. Yeah. That, that totally <laughs> saved me because I I broke a a tip later and I was like, Eric gave me that one. Yeah, because I yeah. I used, I I actually I really like those pens a lot, but I wasn't drawing so often that they would get clogged. You know, mm-hmm. they'd get clogged up and ruined basically. So it was better off that I gave them to you. But I've always you know that's just I really love those pens. They're just so cool to have. But I didn't draw. Or I don't draw often, if if at all. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, did I give you the Stadler set too? I think I had a Stadler mm, set. No, I uh-uh. think I had one anyway, and it was uh-huh. just they're blue. They're just like rapidographs, but made by Stadler. And yeah, okay. these are things that you find at yard sales, people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got mine at a yard sale, maybe yeah, too. I, I love rapidographs. Yeah. Whenever, usually when like a like another cartoonist hears that I use those, they usually groan. They're just like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That bad? I think they're. I, I don't know. A lot of people find them hard to use, or they they get clogged easily and stuff. But I don't know. They they've always felt really good to me. They don't so. clog for you. Um, I just I just know how to deal with them. I guess. Oh really? I mean, do you have to clean them and stuff like that? I, I pretty every once in a while you have to take it apart and kind of wipe it down. But yeah, usually I I just like hit the end of it. Hard, <laughs> really. I, I was just wondering. Going. So I was wondering yeah. if maybe that was like a, a climate issue or something. Like, you know, the people here. I mean, yeah, everyone's could, groaning about them be. everywhere else, but then you seem to have an easier time with these pens that people can't stand. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if it's the <laughs> climate there or something that's making it better for you. You know, I'm not sure if it's like too warm here or something that just kind of fucks oh, them up. Oh, I know uh, exactly what you're talking about. I used to have to use these pens. Oh, too. you didn't know you didn't know what they were? Uh, no, I name? didn't know. I just oh. I, it's been so long since I used them. Like uh-huh. I've been about at least like twenty some years since I've used yeah. them. No, so. they're they're kind of expensive. Yeah. I, I recall like I feel like the pens were at least twenty dollars just for one, but you'd have to get a set and it'd be like a hundred dollars or something. Yeah. 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 And they were just like they were the they were the best at the time. Absolutely, in my eighties, nineties, eighties, nineties, maybe. Yeah, no, they were they were great, like technical yeah. kind of pens. But like, 
you know, yeah, like night nowadays you have microns and you have you could buy like, instant. You know, and any instant pen yeah. is almost competitive with that. But I mean, I like the fact. Well, that I was, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I I was using microns forever, like before I found the Ripitograph, and I just I filled this entire drawer with like dead pens. It was like my pen graveyard, and I was finally like, I need just need to get a refillable one. Um, and I've been using the same pen for like over. 25 years probably seriously yeah really i mean i've had to replace the the tip every the, once yeah. in a while but it's yeah. the same pen wow yeah you're hardcore <laughs> like uh, 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 that's, that's great that is like i mean that's very impressive is you know i love hearing that you know yeah. i mean yeah like the um is that something you're kind of concerned about like carbon footprints and blah 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 and like um, waste and stuff like that i mean i i try not to be we I mean, do live in Montana, and Montana is, um, from what I understand, a beautiful place where, you know, yeah, with an environment you don't want to. I try not to just like toss trash around and have, like, <laughs> like like we do in Los just, Angeles, like garbage <laughs> flying off of me. When, yeah, <laughs> you know, LA. Just, we, we don't give a yeah. shit. No, I've yeah. been throwing trash around like crazy since I got here, but. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tone it down when I go. <laughs> Let's get it out of your system right now while while you're here. Wow. Yeah. Um, Can you tell us about? Um, uh, are you allowed to tell us about your upcoming projects? Uh, not not really the book the book project. Yet, oh, but I'm book wait, project. there's a book project. Yes, it's a, <laughs> a graphic novel. I'm oh, okay. uh, going to oh. be working on with a author, mm. but it's not probably can't talk about it that's fine <laughs> <laughs> but you're not writing it you're gonna draw it yeah okay yeah we got that far does it pl- take place like in long time history like historical thing um not it's it's sort of a it's almost like it's, it's almost kind of fable like in a way um but there's definitely like a yeah a science fictiony uh kind of fantastical element to it yeah uh, yeah i'm really excited about it cool i think your work definitely lends itself you know easily to like that kind of fantastical um or science fictiony or you know because you do have a lot of elements that are like say like aliens or ufos and um you know uh, anthropomorphized characters and um, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I uh, feel like I've got more and more away from drawing humans, but there's humans in this book, so I've got to get back to drawing <laughs> humans again. So. Got to go back to the past. Can't, can't just be like, sorry, author, they're they're all animals now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a like what is it, Robert Heinlein type of? You know, uh-huh. I don't know. There was always like a lot of weird animals doing weird shit. Yeah, I'm definitely into weird animals doing weird shit. <laughs> One of my things. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've seen I've seen some of your weird animals. Yep. Yeah, they're just doing sad things, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, I like the the sad things. It's funny because when you take something cute and make it do sad things, it's like oh. so wait what can you tell us about um i know you used to like do other shows too uh like maybe in new york but grumpy bird is gone and yeah where else are you doing shows like uh um i've been uh showing with this uh great gallery in in new orleans called red truck oh okay I've, i've uh yeah, been, uh, just recently, kind of right in the last couple of years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like the last, yeah, just like a year or so. Uh, yeah, and that's mostly been uh, like contributing like one big piece to uh-huh. a show. That's a place that had a really weird, something weird happened there. I can't. What? So when I we did, I was doing the other podcast, the 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 Jew and, and the Lotus, mm-hmm. we we had a whole conversation about this red truck gallery, and they had a a falling out with a partner of theirs or something. And it was really wild. Like the whole story. Huh. Mm. Yeah. And, the, and yeah, I, I didn't know. hear about that. that yeah. It was a really, it might've been before. I, yeah, I was it was, but it was a yeah. wild story. Like a person who was like a part owner or something. And there was like this 
crazy argument lawsuits and it was really wild wow. and then um i remember like there was always like the art shows there there'd be a naked guy or something going to at every art show <laughs> you know and oh yeah. it was just it was just a really strange scene kind of yeah, like french very carnival like the french quarter yeah. is that is it in the, in the french quarter, quarter oh yeah. wow yeah. it's been a long time since i've been in new orleans but i remember having a fairly strange and interesting time there yeah for sure i've never been i would love to go one i've day. been yeah I've during been. like mardi gras no but i've been there i don't know not mardi gras yeah. regular time right but yeah is it, I mean, when, is the French Quarter like a big area? Or? It's a, it's a touristy area. I felt like it was like four or five blocks long, maybe. Right. I felt like it was like that long, like not you know not. But the weirdest part of, about what I thought was interesting, like outside of the French Quarter, was the fact that in Louisiana, like you know, like I was into punk rock, so I would I was going to go see some bands play, and then the weirdest thing was garage was actually really popular there like garage punk rock like garage mm. rock you know that was actually a thing i mm. was, was it's kind of like here it's like a i mean there's all kinds of music and everything here and garage is like not the biggest thing mm. there it's like the garage style punk rock was a big deal mm. yeah mm. you know so it's kind of southern i guess or something uh, it's yeah. just got like a down homey kind of rootsy yeah kind of yeah but that was like huh. the genre that was the bigger one of all of it was sort of this garage rock style. Jazz and garage. Yeah, I guess. It was weird, though. I was like, huh. Mm. I was like, this reigns supreme here? This? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm actually cool. working on a piece for yeah. a show for a, a group show they're doing um, just because I'm, like, trying to develop relationships with galleries, as, as many different galleries as I can around the United States so I could have an excuse to go out there. Oh. Because, like... Cool. You know. you're, you're doing something for Red Track? Mm-hmm. It's in awesome. a, like a November group show. Okay. You know, I met them at LA Art every year um, in January. They have that LA Art Yeah, yeah. Thing they had a piece of mine in their booth this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So um, I went up to them, and I was like, oh, I'm Luke. You know? and they're like, we know. And I'm like, hi. Like, what? <laughs> 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 you're in New Orleans. I've never been out there. I want to do something out there. Like, you know, and they're like, all right, but I don't want to, like, do a big-ass show because I have no idea who the fuck you are. And, <laughs> and so let's, let's do it. Put me in a group show. And they're like, all right. And I'm like, yay. November. You know. Cool. That's awesome. So have you been out to the gallery before? No, I haven't. I haven't actually made it to the gallery. Mm. But, but they've, yeah, they've been good to work with. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good to know. I mean, they have a pretty like solid like you know roster of of artists that they work with so i was like yeah oh. yeah for you sure know, I'm like oh, that's this looks promising you know and they had a big old booth like like a big old double booth uh-huh you know so you should be doing la art i thought you said that thing was horrible and shitty and all this kind of stuff yes so I should do it. Yeah. <laughs> but like we need, we need, we need get in on that. We isn't need it? someone with credibility. But isn't that booth like ten thousand dollars or twenty? No, you could do like you know which one. There's another area you could do called Shittytopia. Shittytopia. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. But okay. <laughs> or you know what you should do is I'm you should make sure you should time know. you should time events to coincide with LA art. So like when things like close out at night over there. Boom! Everyone yeah. comes out to Sawtell to wait in line for ramen and stop by Giant Robot. That sounds like a plan. Boom! It's in January. It is in January. Okay, good to know. You know, so yeah, you got to like time it up. Like, All right. Okay. <laughs> there was a sound effect again. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It just, it's very impulsive for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you going to work on when uh, you get back? Like, what kind of projects do you have, like, right pressing going on now? Um, immediately, I am working on an album, that album cover. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the gatefold one. Um, and then also, uh, a friend of mine wrote a children's book. And I might be drawing the cover for that. Um, just the cover? Yeah, wow. just the cover. So there, are there illustrations inside, or is it just um, text only? Well, it's kind of it's kind of a weird, complicated <laughs> thing. <laughs> it I, sounds uh, weird already. <laughs> initially, well, I've, I've collaborated with him before, and we did we um, did a project called Mystery Mark, where I I did a series of illustrations, and he wrote 
a story, like kind of intuited out of the illustrations. And then, well, that makes it easy. And then I and then I added more illustrations to that. But then it became uh, this experimental play with like all these big paper mache heads and this crazy oh. set that we performed. Uh, that was it, two years ago. Yeah, it was a, it was a couple of years ago. And there, so there's this, and as part of that thing, it was it was a multimedia kind of thing where um, this animator um, did a stop motion, this short stop motion film that was also part of it. Um, and he's turned that stop motion film in into a book, so it's like the stills from the stop motion film are is like this children's book. Oh, cool! And so he asked me if I would do the cover for that. Awesome! So, so I, what happened I to the masks? I remember I seeing pictures of these like elaborate costumes. They look pretty rad. Actually. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Most of those uh, most of the set is in storage somewhere oh, okay. in an undisclosed location. But uh, my friend Scott. Morris uh, was the art director on it, and he uh, is this really amazing mask maker. And his uh, he when he lived in Missoula, we used to get together once a week and just make stuff together. Cool. But he he lives in North Carolina now, and when he moved, he took most of it, most of the masks. And oh stuff shit! With him. Yeah. Oh damn it! <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about um, Secret Acres, the the publisher of your the comics? Um, Secret yeah. Acres, right? That's what yeah, they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they were the. No, um, it's because they're kind of like a. I don't think. I'm gonna guess a lot of people don't know who they are at all, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're a, a small press. Yeah, they they were based out of uh, New York City when they first started, um, and there were two two of them. Uh, now there's now it's just Leon Avellino. Oh, it's just Leon. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And I then, didn't know that. I thought then, he was like the a helper or something. Yeah, no, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he he runs it now. Holy smokes! Uh, yeah, and they've I mean they've they've published a lot of really incredible. Are they still books. publishing? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. They're they're coming out with a whole a whole series of really amazing looking books right now. Oh, cool! So it's been cool to see. They kind of slowed down for a while, and now they're they're. Oh, okay. That's what I was kind of wondering what yeah. was going on. Are you doing more with them? Um, I would I would like to. Um, yeah, lately all like all the um, kind of bigger comics projects. I've been working on have all kind of been on hold because um, mm-hmm. I can't haven't really been able to afford to just like dive into a book with no uh, money right. <laughs> involved so I've been having to focus more on uh, like illustration work and uh, doing stuff for galleries which I, I completely love mm-hmm. but I'm I'm hoping to with this next book project I'll be able to get back into making comics because I, I really love uh having my art tell stories dude it just kind of came yeah. to me capacity that that's the one right yeah yeah that, that was my first uh published book that one's yeah. kind of like a hit i would say i don't know if that's a right way to put it a hit but it seems like that's one that um a lot of people know your work you know from that actual book mm-hmm. yeah is that still in print it is yeah okay so yeah. i'm looking that's at amazing. the latest works that you know uh for this upcoming show and it's like you're spying on me from your I, phone. I am because I wasn't there when you guys hung the show. I, you know, this is the best they can do. Oh, the power was out anyway. Uh, at the end, it would have so. been really hot, yeah. and I wouldn't have like. St- yeah, I've, I've been to Giant Robot when there's no power. It sucks. Yeah, it's real dark. Oh, it gets hot really quick. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, it gets really hot. Um, but like, have you thought about like having your stuff sculpted? You know, for you. You know, because. Like, uh, you mean like, uh, I like to make like toys or resin figures or something like that because I think that would be amazing. I, yeah, yeah like, you know, the, the details that are in your work, like, like say this guy or like uh, this thing right here <laughs> would make an amazing like vinyl figure, like a Safubi. Don't you know? I'm, you know, oh, for sure. I'm talking about this yeah. guy over oh. here. I don't know whether or not you guys can see it on the camera. Uh, it's like this weird kind of like dude wearing a fucking outfit, or wearing like this fucking like head, shoulder to like <laughs> knee like kind of thing with like a bunch of little dudes running around it, and like it's got boots and like these funky textured pants, and um, just like and like imagine like all these little details actually sculpted into the um, the vinyl. It'd be like it'd be fucking intense. People would like lose their shit over it. <laughs> <laughs> but how, do you, how would you pick 
a character for that because you have so many. You know, like yeah, seems I don't like no, I don't even know what that process would be like. I guess I, you, they would kind of need like a, you know, three hundred and sixty like uh, view of you it. You draw do they just front, side, back. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, top and maybe bottom. They kind of go with a make a computer. You know, it was sculpted in like CG in three D these days. Yeah, uh, you know, because it's especially since like I was just looking at like you know, then changes can get yeah. made easily. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't. Know, it just seems like one of those things where you have. There's what seventy two pieces in the show at GR. You probably have seventy two characters, maybe even more, right? Characters. How do you pick one? Yeah, That's, this one should be the sculpture. It's like I feel like you should. I don't know. They don't all think, seem to be. I, I don't think it really matters. They seem like, to be you know, weighted like, equal, though. How yeah. would you pick one? <laughs> you would just pick one that look, looks like it would translate well yeah. as a three dimensional figure, you know, or yeah. um, sculpture um, that like has like all the Theo Ellsworth. You know, kind of elements, <laughs> you know, things that kind of are like consistent with your art, with your artwork, whether it's the geometric shapes or patterns or, um, yeah. you know, and that also has a compelling kind of look to it where it's like, OK, this can be, you know, created in, say, like two or three pieces. Yeah. You know, because like or two, two ideally, right? Two ideally, Save you know, some dollars. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> obviously the more pieces that like a figure, a three dimensional object has, the more complicated it is to produce, mm -hmm. you know, like you know, when you're casting or something like that. So like, like the piece that I was pointing at this one where it's just kind of like the, the this kind of like, That's an easier one. yeah, it's an easy one because like this would be one piece and the head would be another piece. Uh -huh. Maybe the horns would be, you know, um, have to be sculpted in its own way but like or be cast in its own thing but like i i would love to, i think i think your work would translate really nicely into three dimensions you know uh if i know anyone who i know i know some people i'll have to pimp you out if you know yeah. you're interested yeah pimp me out <laughs> <laughs> i don't it would be really cool to see I, I i don't know the first thing about how to even go about um. Well, I guess it's just about. I mean, like, uh, do you, are there sculptors that you you're, that you know of, are friends with in in your area? Know. No, not not really. Mm. I guess the. I mean, the closest I've come to that is doing that play I mentioned with giant paper mache heads. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. I was just done. I've you know done some paper mache. <laughs> yeah. There's um. Yeah. No. There's some. There's some great things going on here in my in, in my humble opinion. Yeah, no. definitely. No. Character, characters are insane. Yeah, no, yeah. and I'm just like, you know, just thinking of like the, like the tactileness of it all. Like, it wouldn't be just lines cut into something. You would have to like, you know, the geometric shapes would like kind of come out and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, and, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. because you have, I mean, in order to get them, like, to draw them, of course, you're using line to, you know, distinguish, you know, certain shapes. But instead of like mm -hmm. them. How big are you talking about? Like a like five a, like, like inch, a like five, a, like five, a five inch, inch like yeah, little yeah, like yeah. you know vinyl figure. I think like the fucking so amazing. Every time I think uh, of Sofa B these days, I always think of the smaller. Like in my mind, it pops up a you know like a really small figure toy. Yeah, like a one piece one or something. You know, or, you know what I'm saying? Like really tiny. No, not one piece. The comic. No, but, no, no. But like a smaller toy. That's what every time I think of Sofa B. That's what I think of. Mm -hmm. um, but or two pieces or yeah, something like that. But I never think of the larger anymore for some reason. It just feels like it just seems like everyone's scaled down to these small figure toys. Yeah, it's because what they're doing is is they are putting a bunch of molds together on like one gigantic frame. Right. You know, and then, you know, everyone they got, they all they they pour the vinyl into each of them and then dump it all at once and they're able to produce a lot more different designs at one time. Oh wow. You know. So That's why. Yeah. Oh jeez. Okay. You know, yeah, like so, like you know, you have like a little figure about this big, right? And you ta you have like you know, like I don't know, like because they they the molds have to be heated up from so 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 by doing that, yeah. do you actually get a lower price? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm hoping so. it's more more cost effective that way. Yeah. At, at least that's the impression I get. Right. I hope so. So that means you, know. you can make four different things in, in one too if you want to do right? right, like four different characters at the same time if you can go that far. Well. Well, like yeah. you know, the um, the which call it. Like I've got a figure coming out um, that's made with Sufubi, the Hello Luki figure. It's basically like a oh, it looks really cute. Yeah, it's like a Hello Kitty kind of design, but with like uh -huh. my character's head on it. Uh huh. You know, and, and no face, right? 
Well, no face because we want to paint it, have it painted yeah. on. Yeah. And so what we're doing is is um, we had one little um, you know, mold made for it, and now we're going to reproduce that mold onto like um, a, a larger thing. one, so you get you can do a whole bunch at once. Yeah. But is that a? It's a two piece one, right? Yeah, it's a two piece. Yeah, yeah. It's got a. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got a head and it's got a body. Right. You know. So. How big is that going to be? It's about yeah big. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, about like three and a half inches tall. Yeah, and then retails good. for so like thirty cool. bucks. Awesome. Yeah, so I like the idea. That one's like smooth too, right? Like Actually, it's a four-piece piece. piece. Uh, is four, it really? It's four because there is a plug for the butt. You know, not literally like a butt plug. Not, <laughs> not literally <laughs> a butt plug, but there's like a little thing to kind of cap the the bottom. A butt and cap. Then, yeah, a butt cap. Yeah. You know, and then a head and the body. What? Wait, how big is this butt hole that needs to be capped? Um, it's about yay big. Oh wow! Is that's that part of the mold. Then, that, yeah. is that a common problem with uh, molded figures? Is so it's kind of a um, you know a, I, I a think butthole? a butthole to cap. Well, yeah, because you know, so the way like especially with Japanese vinyl, the way they produce it is like you have a mold with an opening, right? Uh-huh. And so you like you know you pour the, they pour the vinyl inside it, and then um, they um, wow. let it rest for a second, and then they pour the excess out. You know, uh, and then, then they cut it out, right? And, yeah, and then they pull it, and there's this flash that's yeah. produced, you know, and they have to trim the flash off, you know. So, mm. and then what does the plug look like, though? Is it going to the plug look- is just like a disc, you know, right? With but is a, it kind of ugly? I mean, yeah, it's kind of ugly. Okay, it's, it's kind of like you know, <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> man, it, it's kind of like you know, a plug with like prongs around it, and it's just pop. right. So it actually snaps in, sort of. Mm-hmm. So your your um, Hello Lukey toy won't have a smooth ass. No, it has a smooth ass, but it has a little brim. Oh. oh. Well, shoot. <laughs> I was wondering if it has a, that sweet, Lukey ass going on. Uh, you don't. Absolutely not. Um, no. no. Okay. No. Not well, this time. No. It's got a no. plug. All right. Next time. <laughs> anyway. Next time. Yeah. Sounds okay. like, sounds cool, man. Yeah. I want to, I want to definitely check that out. Because I've been seeing pictures online. Uh, maybe, I don't know who's, is it you posting them? Yeah, it was me reposting it. Like, right. there's a guy named uh, Lai Yu, I think, is. I can't, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad. I'm really bad with names. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking why, at it. Why Lai Yu? Lai, Lai, L A I. Okay. You know, and. You just uh, said Why Lai Yu. No, I said Lai Yu. Oh. Um, yeah, his, I know his first name is Lai. His um, last name is Y. Uh, no, Lai Yu Y. That, yeah, okay, that, why. Yeah, he's that. a he's a photographer in Singapore, and he's been to, and we yeah. gave him the toy to oh cool you know post it's cute. it on oh, nice. so, yeah it's yeah, really it's cute unpainted and it's like in the colors of red and white and uh-huh. you know uh, we're doing a you know Singapore you know edition that like you know limited fifty four pieces because Singapore is apparently turning fifty four oh wow you know so well, anyways yeah. and yeah so we're you know, we're pimping it out and he's taking the pictures. Anyways. Cool. So, yeah. Thanks, Lie. Yeah. yeah. Lie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, cool. sorry for hijacking that. No, it's okay. No. It's part <laughs> of the cast. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think we've we've hit an, the hour mark. Yep. Yeah. So any any last well, things you want to tell us about or tell uh, anyone listening about? Any last things you want to ask me? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a, um, a closing statement prepared. Oh. <laughs> well, you will be at the opening tomorrow. I will be yeah. there. Yes. You know, so come on out. Yeah. Say hi to Sir Theo Ellsworth. Yeah. You know. And <laughs> and aside from a giant robot who's right now doesn't have any of your books, where, where can people find your work at? Um. So, uh, <laughs> does like secret headquarters in LA have it? Maybe. Oh, uh, they yeah they, they might. may have it they right might. yeah yeah. I, I mean, I have a. I brought my newest. Oh zine, yeah, that's my right. newest zine and, and a I, new print. And I have a th- uh, an old school uh, 3D print that comes with 3D glasses. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's that's limited stuff. How really do you cool. make that stuff? Um. It well, it was uh, it was printed by uh, a small press uh, near Seattle. But how uh, do you like figure out the 3D thing, like the red and the blue and the? Well, they they work with a guy that. Uh, I guess he's kind of one of the few people that does it. Like he will take images and turn them into 3D prints. Wow! Oh. Yeah, Ooh. that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Old school, and also, well, I guess people can look for the Kus, the latest issue of Kus K U S. Right? Uh, yeah, well, S I don't know. Is actually, the name what of the, is the name of it? 
S is it's like S with an exclamation mark uh-huh. is the the so name of the Kuss anthology. Or is it Kus? Kus is the publisher. Kuss. Yeah, Kuss. from Latvia. Yeah, yeah. Kush. Kush. Oh shit! I didn't know I, that. I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled, yeah, it's spelled yeah. K-U-S, but it's like this really cool press from Latvia. Latvia. Uh, yeah. What the fuck is Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like northern. Northern Europe. And they make these like small anthologies that are really amazing and beautiful looking. And you're in the latest issue of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I have a 10 page comic in there. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, yeah, it's an amazing anthology. It's I'll eventually uh, get those back in stock or get that one. That one's new. I didn't even know it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just out. Yeah. I, I just got my contributor copies like a couple weeks ago. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing everything tomorrow evening. Oh, thanks. And you guys should be, too. Yeah. Get up, get up <laughs> in this, man. Anyways. Thanks for talking with me. Yeah, no, nice thanks for... Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your show, and thanks for coming yeah. on, and, you know, let's, uh... Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow night. <laughs> Thank creature you. Creature comfort... Uh-huh. What was it? Comfort creature feature. Con- comfort the, con- the cre- comfort creature feature. <laughs> 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 It's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks. All righty, guys.